take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never get back. Let me Welcome to History Speaks, a podcast from the Montour County Historical Society. I'm your host, Terry Diener. The Montgomery and Boyd House Museums are preparing for a new season in 2021. They'll be opening their doors for Sunday tours on April the 11th from 1 until 4 p.m. Look for more information on the Montour County Historical Society website or Facebook page for upcoming events. Yearly dues are $20 for individual members, $30 for families living under one roof, and a donation of $300 gives one lifetime membership. Checks can be mailed to MCHS Post Office Box 8, Danville, Pennsylvania, 17821. Non-members will be able to visit both museums for a $10 donation. Both have new exhibits sharing the story of Montour County's history. Having the opportunity to play Major League Baseball has been the dream of many a young ball player. Two Danville athletes had careers that were fleeting moments on their field of dreams. Baseball's reference guides as Art Reddy McCoy played for Lewistown, Danville, Hazleton, and Mahanoy City beginning at the age of 21 between 1886 and 1889 before playing for Chattanooga in the Southern League and then the Washington, D.C. Ball Club in 1889 in the National League. Based on stories from the sports pages of Chattanooga newspapers in April of 89, McCoy displayed talent on the field for the lookouts as a pitcher and in the batter's box. That may have been the reason he got the call in July of that year. Freddie McCoy appeared in two baseball games for Washington in 1889. The Washington Nationals, sometimes referred to as the Washington Statesmen or Senators, were a professional baseball team in the mid to late 1880s. They existed for a period of four years as a member of the National League from 1886 to 1889. McCoy took the field for Washington on July the 8th and 9th at the age of 24. Baseball's reference guide indicates he played 14 innings at second base. He had nine defensive chances in the field, recording six putouts, two assists, and one error. McCoy also had eight plate appearances, walking twice, striking out once, and getting no hits. By the way, the Washington club won just 41 games that year and lost 83. It should be noted that one of the players on that team was a man by the name of Cornelius McGillicuddy, but better known as Connie Mack. He played 98 games that year and was listed as a catcher, first baseman, and right fielder. Mack went on to a Hall of Fame career as manager of the Philadelphia Athletics, coaching that team for its first 50 years. He retired at the age of 87 in 1950, managing over 7,700 games, with his victory total of 3,731, being almost 1,000 more than any other manager. Art McCoy was released by Washington after those two ball games in 1889. His name appears in Baseball's Reference Guide, playing for both Danville and Harrisburg in 1892 and 1893. McCoy was born in Danville July 15, 1864, and died at the age of 39, March the 22nd, 1904, at his home on Lower Mulberry Street in Danville. The Major League Baseball career of Danville native William Bill Yerrick was also a short one. He pitched in a total of five ball games for the Boston Bean Eaters of the National League in 1895 and 1896 under manager Frank Seeley. I first found a reference to Yerrick in a February 15, 1896 article in the Chicago Chronicle. As I often do in my wandering through the pages of newspapers.com, I'll select a state or city, type Danville, Pennsylvania, and see what I can find. 
I often come up upon a news story providing a glimpse into the events, places, and people of Montour County. A sketch of Yerrick, who also played under the name Banks, is part of the 1896 Chicago Chronicle story. The story reads like this. Boston, Massachusetts, February the 14th. Baseball enthusiasts are rejoicing over the acquisition of two such good players as Yerrick and Collins by the Boston Triumvirate. During the fading end of last season, manager Seeley called Billy Yerrick of the Portland team into service, and under the name of Banks, he pitched a few games. He put up the appearance of a winner, and on Seeley's advice, he was held in reservation by the magnates. Yerrick is a fledgling at the game, that is, professionally, as he began his career in 1890 with an amateur team in Berwick, Pennsylvania, playing second base. He was somewhat of a success as a pitcher that year, and the next he entered the box, pitcher's mound, for that team and has been pitching since. In 1893, he was with the Bloomsburg team of the River League in Pennsylvania, and in 1894, he joined the Lock Havens, then the strongest amateur team in Pennsylvania. Last year was his first professional engagement, and he joined the Salem team in the New England Association, then managed by Frank Leonard. When the association went to pieces, Leonard went to manage the Portlands of the New England League, and he took Yerrick with him. He made a good showing with the club, and at the close of the season was one of the finest twirlers in the league. The article goes on to say, An instance of Yerrick's effectiveness was against New Bedford in a game in that city August the 13th, when he retired the club with only two safe hits, and under the name of Banks, he pitched against Washington. He delivers a swift ball and changes his pace very often. He is at all times cool in the box and steady with men on base. At present, he is at his home in Danville. Yerrick's time in Major League Baseball spanned just five ball games. He won the only game in which he appeared in 1895. Pitching seven innings, he struck out four batters. The following year, he appeared in four games, three as a starter and failed to win a ball game. That would be the end of Yerrick's Major League career. He played some minor league baseball with Portland, Salem, and Haverhill in the New England Independent League in 1895 and 96. His final appearance as a ball player in the minors included games with Wilkes-Barre and Montreal in the Eastern League between 1896 and 1898. After his brief cup of coffee in the bigs and minor league baseball, Eric returned home and he spent his life working in the iron mills. But his love for the game of baseball remained with him. For many years, Bill Yerrick served as an umpire in the old Susquehanna League. He was a lifelong resident of Danville. Born on February the 26th, 1874, Yerrick passed away on September the 8th, 1936, at the home of his daughter, Mrs. Edward Kerr, on Upper Mulberry Street. The Danville Morning News reported that one of his daughters, Mrs. Daniel Hinnon of Mill Street, was on a trip when he died of a heart attack. Efforts by police, as well as U.S. and Canadian customs officials, were unsuccessful in locating her before her father's funeral. Yerrick is buried at the Oddfellow Cemetery in Danville. As I wrote the article, I couldn't help but think of the name of Archibald Moonlight Graham in the movie Field of Dreams starring Kevin Costner. Moonlight Graham was an actual player in the major leagues for one brief fleeting moment. He had played minor league baseball for seven seasons before getting that fleeting shot in the majors. Graham started the 1905 season with the Binghamton Bingos in the Class B New York State League. He was purchased by the Giants, who had won the National League pennant the previous year. On June 29th, the Giants were the visiting team against the Brooklyn Superbas at Washington Park. At the conclusion of the eighth inning, Graham replaced right fielder George Brown. In the top of the ninth, Graham was on deck when Claude Elliott 
wide out, resulting in the third and final out. Graham played the bottom of the ninth in right field, never having the ball hit in his direction. That game turned out to be its only appearance in the major leagues. Oddly enough, for Archibald Moonlight Graham, there is a Northeastern Pennsylvania connection. Graham returned to the New York State League, appearing with the Scranton Miners for the rest of the season in 1906. For the minor league season, playing for two teams, he hit 288 in 64 games. The following season, he hit a career best 329, split between two teams Scranton, where he hit 336 in 124 games, and the Memphis Egyptians of the Class A Southern Association, where he hit 262 in a dozen games. He returned to Scranton for the 1907 and 1908 seasons, where he hit 285 and 263 in 131 and 130 games, respectively. Graham ranked second in batting average for the New York State League, losing the 1906 batting title by four points. Doc Graham, as he later became known, received his medical degree from the University of Maryland and began practicing medicine in Chisholm, Minnesota, where he served the community for 50 years. He died in 1965. Remember the date of April the 11th when the Montour County Historical Society opens the doors of the Montgomery House and Boyd House Museums for 2021. They are open on Sundays from 1 until 4. As we work our way through the coronavirus pandemic, masks and social distancing are still required. If conditions permit, the Montour County Historical Society looks to resume our popular speaker series in 2021. Keep checking back for more details. Future events will be communicated through the Historical Society's website or its Facebook page. The Mooresburg One Room Schoolhouse Museum is also open by appointment by calling Diane at 570-275-8528 or Lynn at 570-275-7875. We close today's podcast with this. Archibald Moonlight Graham's fictional character in the movie Field of Dreams offers a line that has more than a ring of truth for men like Art Reddy McCoy, Bill Yerrick, and for all of us. You know, we just don't realize the most significant moments of our lives when they're happening. Back then I thought, well, there'll be other days. I didn't realize that that would be the only day. Well, it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old bar.